0: Lengthy preliminaries today, but we know this is our first Sunday and only service of the day. So I would ask if you would turn with me. We're going to go to Acts, the 26th chapter. Acts 26, verses 23 through 29. And while you're turning there, I, I want to thank everyone that's had a part in this service. Such a beautiful anointing today that's in this place. Praise God. You know we say this always and I never mean it to be cliche but I want everyone to know that God is here to work in the midst of your problem. He's the problem solver. He's the lift lifter up of our head. He is the one that's able to deliver us from the deepest hurt of our heart. He is the one today that's able to minister to our physical need, our spiritual need. Amen. He takes broken pieces and make them whole. Praise God. That's the Jesus that I know. And today, I'm asking as I preach, let him speak to you today. Would you do that? Amen. Acts, the 26th chapter, beginning at verse 23. The Bible said, now I want to explain something in these scriptures. Apostle Paul is giving his testimony to Festus, the governor of Judea, and to Herod Agrippa, the king of Judea. And Paul says to both of them that Christ should suffer. He's explaining Christ to them, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead, and that should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself with much learning, and doth make thee mad. But he said, I am not mad. Most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of those things before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost... Almost, thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds. I want to preach today on this topic, almost, almost. Could we ask God to bless this word? Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your word, God, that's in this place. We know, Lord, that you are the word of God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. We know today, Lord, that that word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I pray, God, minister to our heart, Lord, with the word, and let it to lay upon our hearts. God, minister to every soul that's gathered in this place. We ask you this in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated today. Praise the Lord. Almost is a sad word in anybody's dictionary. It keeps company with other expressions like, if only, and if you're from the south near about, y'all know what I'm talking about, it's near about five miles up the road. It's practically, it's close to, and it's within sight of. Almost is a word that smacks of missed opportunities and fumbled chances. It's almost. Tim McKee lost the 400 meter race and the gold medal to Gunnar Lawson in the 1972 Munich Olympics by two thousandths of a second. How'd you like to bend that? He almost won it. In 1987, some may remember this, marvelous Marvin Hagler almost defeated Sugar Ray Leonard in the world championship boxing match. He lost in one of the most controversial split decision between judges that has ever happened in boxing. He almost won it. As a matter of fact, when marvelous Marvin Hagler was done with that match, he was done completely. He never fought another match. We hear statements like he almost got it together or we were almost able to work it out. How many know what I'm talking about when I mention almost? He almost made it to the big league. sometimes we'll say. Hey Amen. He, he near about made it. Hey Amen. I caught a fish. Brother Matt, that was almost bigger than me. I hung one the other day and I told the guy I was with, I said, that thing felt like a 20-pounder. I couldn't prove it, but it felt like it. I almost caught him. I mean, almost is a, a, a very powerful description The only problem with almost is this, that the majority of the time it doesn't work. Almost, most of the time is regarding failure. In the word of God, there were many notable almost people that nearly reached their objective. They almost got there. The great lawgiver Moses, and and you wouldn't even put him into this group of people of almost because we know today... Amen. That later he he was in that mount of transfiguration and he he saw Jesus Christ face to face that we know now in Romans. Amen. That he had to be a witness to the law and to the prophets, and that's why all of that happened. Amen. But let's look at the life of Moses, one of the most humble leaders to have ever lived. The same Moses that interceded for Israel. When God had finally hit his limit with them and said, that's enough, I'm doing away with them, and I'm going to start all over, beginning with you, it was Moses that interceded and said, Lord, don't do it. He said, your name will be a byword among nations. And God honored the prayers, the intercessory prayer of Moses there. Amen? Moses almost made it to the promised land. Almost. In my heart of hearts, I find that so hard to believe because a man that great, a man that humble, a man that obedient, a man that interceded for the nation of Israel, a man that stood in the gap, a man that the glory shone around about his face, and man, when he came down from the mount, he had to put a a veil over his face because the glory of God was so powerful in his life. A man that was given the laws of God and through the instruction of the Word of God, the tabernacle in the wilderness was built. A man that that talked to God, the Bible said, as a friend would a friend. And now we find that Moses almost made it to the promised land. That's a powerful statement to make because it lets us know that if we're not careful, we can miss our objective. Oh, do y'all hear me today? We can miss the mark. Amen. Numbers 20 tells us that because Moses struck the rock, instead of speaking to it, he said, Therefore, you shall not bring this congregation into the laws which I have given, into the land which I have given to them. Moses almost made it into the promised land. How terrible it would be to work the kingdom of God and do kingdom things and operate in kingdom authority. And miss heaven. And some would say, Well, I, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can if you're not careful. Amen. You'll almost make it to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You, you'll almost make it. Uh, uh, we would ask, Amen. How could God so merciful allow Moses to miss something that he searched for his entire life? Amen. He missed it by this one reason he disobeyed God. And the analogy that Christ, amen, was, was the rock, and the rock was Christ. If he had not have corrected him, Christ would have had to have been smitten twice. So it had to be fixed, and the only way God could fix it was through the punishment of Moses and saying, because you've done this thing, you can't enter into the promised land. David, one of the greatest kings of Israel, determined in his heart, This and 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 I would think that he did this out of out of a humility, out of a desire. The Bible said that he was the apple of God's eye. Amen but, but in his heart, he determined, I'm going to build God a house in Jerusalem. Amen, but David was, was refused by God because he had blood on his hands. First Chronicles, First Chronicles 22 tells us that David can only gather the materials and his son Solomon. Amen, because of the architect or became the architect and the builder of the temple, David almost built the house of God. Amen, that became known as Solomon's temple. David gathered the material. And I could preach this this way today. Amen, that though he was forbidden to build the tabernacle... David said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to gather the wood. I'm going to gather the, the metal. I'm going to gather the gold. I'm going to gather the parts. I'm going to gather the pieces. I want us today to know this. I mean, many times uh, it's the people behind the scenes oh, that make things work and make things happen. David almost built God a house. The rich young ruler, he he approached Jesus with the words this, amen, what good things shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What do I have to do to go to heaven is what he was saying. Jesus answered the man, don't commit murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and mother, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Just do the law. The rich young man said, Lord, I've done this from my youth. And Jesus looked at him and he said this. He said, then thou lackest just one thing in order to be perfect. We find it written in two stories. He said, in order to be perfect... In order to be accepted, in order to get it right, he said this. He said, you sell everything that you have and go and give it to the poor and come and follow me. I wonder today if God commanded that, Brother Kevin, where would we be? What would we do? You know, it's easy to look at the rich young ruler and to say, my, how in the world could he miss something? But I want you to see the challenge in the rich young ruler's life that he would know, I've got to sell everything that I've got. Amen. And then God goes on to say this, you can't serve God in money too. He said, you can't serve God in money too. Let me throw something out there for free today. The litmus test of your Christian character has to do with the way you handle money. I'll go on. Jesus said this. He said, very few rich men will enter into heaven. Why? Because that those riches rule their life. Amen? He said, thou lack one thing to be perfect. This rich young ruler was more attached to his riches than he was to God. I I want to tell us today, amen, that we've got to be careful that we don't become more attached to the things of this world than we do the things of God. Amen, because the things that we latch hold of, amen, where our treasure is, that's where our heart is also. Amen, where our, oh, let me say it again, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. Amen, the Bible doesn't lie. Amen, what you invest in, that's where your heart is. Amen, and that would, that would bid us to ask today, Amen, where our treasure is. What are we investing in? What are we pouring into? Amen, what have we done? Let me tell us today. Amen, I, I, I want everybody to know this. Amen, that we, if you'll invest your life in Christ, you'll have no regrets in the end. Zero Zero regrets. Today, if we were to look at the story of the rich young ruler, we could say he almost made heaven. He almost made it. What a terrible story, he almost. Paul told Timothy this. The Bible goes on to say, telling us, of those who made the great hall of almost, and you're going to find them scattered, littered throughout the word of God, people that almost made it, people that almost got it right. Right. Amen. And we find Paul told Timothy this. He said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed from Thessalonica. Now, I want us to understand Demas was mentioned among the apostles, Demas was one of the greats. Demas was the encourager. Demas was the man that you could go to. Demas was mentioned among Apostle Paul and the other men, but we find that that when the chips were down and, and when the man of God needed Demas, Demas was nowhere to be found. Why? Because he fell in love with the things of the world. I'm here today to preach to the church. You need to be careful with your love and where you place your love. It ought to be in kingdom things. It ought to be in somebody getting the Holy Ghost. It ought to be somebody being baptized in Jesus. It ought to be somebody making heaven their home. It ought to be the conversion of sinners to saints. Sister Sarah Cummins, you got it right today. That's where our heart ought to be. Amen, and I find It's so easy to invest in the world and fall in love with the things of the world and and miss the kingdom of God. But I want you to know this, that I've determined in my life that it's not going to be an almost life for me. Acts 24 tells us the happening of Paul's testimony to Felix. This is the chapter before in Acts 24. It tells us that Paul reasoned of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come. And Felix Amen. When when Paul gave his testimony, and Paul talked about the Lord, and Paul talked about the Holy Ghost, and Paul talked about the things of God. Amen. Felix, the man before uh, uh, before uh, uh, Festus, uh, uh, the the uh, the governor of Judea, when Paul witnessed to him. Amen. I want you to know that the Bible said that Felix trembled. How did he tremble? Why did he tremble? Under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as Paul preached the word to him. And he trembled. And Paul just kept preaching. Amen. And the Bible said Amen, that Felix looked after him. And he said this. He said, oh, I'm going to find a more convenient season. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder today how many of us are looking for a more convenient season to completely give our lives to God. How many of us are looking for a more convenient season? Amen. And getting everything right. I want us to understand today, amen, that if we're not careful, we'll procrastinate the will of God in our life. We'll procrastinate, amen, the direction of God in our life. We'll, we'll procrastinate, amen, completely giving our life to God. And we think, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to get it right tomorrow. But let me tell you something tomorrow never comes. Next week never comes. Next year never comes. Because there's always tomorrow. Amen. I want to preach. For a little while today, and tell you this don't be lost in the land of almost. Don't be lost in the land of, oh God, I've seen people that have missed heaven that have said, I'm gonna get it right tomorrow. What does it take to get your attention? What else has to be said? What other thing has to be done? What other thing has to be accomplished except dying and going to hell? What else? Almost. Almost. He was a good man. Let me tell you something. Good men are going to hell. I wish it weren't so. But the fact of the matter is this. Good men. Amen. Will show hell with rapists. You hear what I'm saying? Embezzlers. Amen, that are going to make their bed in hell. There's going to be good men beside them that never gave their life to the Lord. Amen, they lived a life of almost believing that their Christian character or at least their own character would get them to a place called heaven. Let me tell you this, without the blood of Jesus Christ, without the mercy of God, without the power of the Holy Ghost, you are lost eternally. I'm here to tell you today, don't let this service in. Don't let those doors swing shut. Don't go into next week uh, oh, with an almost atti- attitude. Uh, make up in your mind, today is going to be the day. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is your opportunity. Oh, listen to me. You're not here today by accident. God brought you here for a reason. So many people get lost in this land of almost. They were almost delivered. They were almost loosed and set free. They almost came to a place of submission in their life. They almost repented. There were tears back in the seat. Amen. Their, their hands gripped the back of the pew and their knuckles turned white and they almost came to an altar. Let me tell you, today you'll be lost in the land of almost. Uh, you'll not make heaven with almost attitude. Uh, oh, I'm here today to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, today is your day. Right now is your opportunity. God has opened the door for you today and right now, right here, this is your time to receive the Holy Ghost, to be born again of water and of spirit. God has said today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get to know who I am. Too many people living, almost. Almost. Hallelujah. I want you to hear about this man called Felix. Amen. He said, go thy way, Paul. He said, for this time. He said, when I have a convenient season, He said, I will call for thee when it's convenient, when things get a little better, when I get some things under control in my life. When I get some problems solved, when 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 I, when I when I I need to get some things from you, he said, "I'm going to call upon you." Amen. If you go to the Word of God, amen. In that convenient season, amen. It never arrived for Felix ever. It never got there. And Scripture tells us this: after two years, amen, of reasoning with him and communing with him, he left Paul. Bound. Uh, oh, listen to me today. Amen. Two years, 24 months. How many times was the word of God preached to this man named Felix that never found a time to give his life to the Lord? Right. Never did. He lived in this land of almost. I mean, how many times do we have to come to the house of God? Amen. And almost lay something down, but we don't. How many times was Felix close to the kingdom of God? Think about it. I find this next scripture of the one who was in the hall of almost is this. Revelation chapter 2 told the church at Thyatira, it said about that woman Jezebel who calleth herself a prophetess. He said, I gave her a space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Now I find that almost amazing that a woman that would ford a church and and, and lead them down a road amen that that would wreck them and devour them and consume people amen God said I'm going to give her a little while to get her life right. I'm going to give her a little while amen that she would do this. Oh let me tell you today amen the woman had access to the church to the message of salvation to grace and mercy, amen, that was shown her, and even had a span of time that was given her to repent. She was so close right, right. to the kingdom of God, and she never came to an understanding. I was dismissing church the other day, there was somebody that met me in the foyer. that person looked at me said, are you the pastor? And I said, yes, I am. They said, have you got some money? I need to go somewhere. I need, I've, I've got to drive somewhere. And it, long story, y'all know it. We've heard it all a thousand times. And I said, weren't you in service? And they said, well, I was for a little while. But I had to leave. And I thought, I gave her $20. She walked out of the house of God. And I thought, Lord, how close she came to salvation and she settled for a $20 bill. Almost. There was an altar call given that day. I don't know what transpired. God, bring her back to the house of God where they can receive repentance and get things right in their life. But I'm here to tell you, Amen, that this place called almost can catch every one of us. And, and, and you would say, not me, I, I'm a born again saint. How many times have you been convicted of something in your life? How many times have you came in the house of God with your soul so heavy that you need to lay something down, amen, at the altar and, and you almost went, amen, but something happened and you just couldn't give it up. How many times, oh my, how many times could uh, uh, have we have we, we been available or God made his spirit available, amen, that we could, have, we could have the Holy Ghost, the precious anointing of God, but yet we just couldn't make it. Living in that land of almost. Amen, I want to tell you today, I want to warn you about this place called almost. And now we find that Paul is preaching in prison. And this is a story in itself. You know, most of us, if we have a bad day, we can't preach to anybody. Amen, I hear so many sad sob stories. Amen, I went to the grocery store and the clerk treated me horribly. Amen, all this kind of business going on in my life. Amen, and it just wrecked my day. Let me tell us today, you need to realize what you've got on the inside of you and realize that God has given it to you to change somebody and to give somebody, amen, what you've got on the inside of you. Let me tell you, they don't know Jesus like you know Jesus. I'm here to tell you, we'll walk around offended at somebody not realizing that they need the Holy Ghost and they need the goodness and the mercy of God. I want to tell you what you've got is precious. And what you've got... God is life changing and what you have is real and this world if they could just taste and see that the Lord is good right. but many times all that they'll ever see of God is you now we find Paul preaching in prison and he's telling his testimony once again not only to those that would listen but the governor the king of Judea both of them Amen. Felix's replacement, Festus. Amen. And then the king of Judea. Festus cried with a loud voice when Paul was preaching to him of Jesus. He he, he cried with a loud voice. He said, Paul, he said, thou art beside thyself with much learning. He said, it doth make you mad. Amen. Brother Kevin, I don't know about you, but I've been accused of being crazy before. I have, I, I, I've been accused of many things. I'm going to tell you when you're in the ministry amen welcome to life that's just part of being a minister amen but I've been accused of being out of my mind because I've loved the Lord on the job I've been accused of being out of my mind that I've lifted my hands walking down amen the hospital hall praising God and worshiping him amen who is that God oh he's some crazy God that comes up here and prays Uh, let me tell you something amen I want to be more mad for him I I want to. To be more crazy for him I want to show this world really what crazy is all about concerning Jesus concerning the mercy of God concerning the grace of God this man she cried with a loud voice Paul he said you're mad you've lost your mind Paul said this I'm not mad most noble Festus he said but I speak forth the words of truth and soberness Paul said this thing wasn't done in a corner. And he said you have an understanding of the truth. I want you to see that Paul called Festus into the place of reconciliation. And understanding the word of God. Amen. He said this. You know better than this. Right, right. Amen. Festus knew who Jesus was. He knew who John the Baptist was. He knew who the disciples were. He knew who the apostles are. Amen. And let me tell you this. He said this thing wasn't hid from you. Today, if we could see this, amen, when much is given, much is required. Right. We forget that many times. Let, let, let me preach just for a few moments, and I promise I'm not going to be long. Amen. We didn't just walk today into a brick and mortar building this morning. Did you know that? Amen, this is not any old crowd gathered together today. This is not Walmart. Amen, it's not Cracker Barrel. And I want you to know that you have, you've got a crowd of people there. Amen, this is, <clears throat> this is not Wally World. It's not Wonder World. It's not all the, 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 the parks that you would go to. I know there's gobs of people, and I'm not knocking those places. Don't take me as that this morning. Amen, but what I am telling us is this. Amen, that the church is different amen the church is different this is the house of God these are the saints of God that was the worship to the Lord that went forth what am I telling us today amen right here right now this is your opportunity to change your life to have a resurrection in your life to change your direction and come to an understanding of the goodness of God I don't know about you Amen, but this is the day that the Lord hath made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad. I don't know that old Philip Cook, amen, is going to to make it to tomorrow. But I want you to know, I made up in my mind today, I'm going to love the Lord. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to go to an altar. I'm going to glorify God. Why? This is my opportunity. We lose track of that sometimes. This church has lost so many good saints, so many people. Amen. It's such as it is with all churches. Amen. And you would think in some of them, amen, we ought to have another opportunity to talk to them. We ought to have another opportunity to see them. My precious father left this world. Amen. A man that made a difference in my life like no other. And I want you to see today, amen, that he left this world on a Saturday night, heading to bed. Amen. We would have thought that he would have been at church on Sunday morning, but it wasn't in the plan of God. I want to tell us today, you don't know how much time you've got left. You don't know what God has opened up for you today. I really don't believe that people understand what opportunity is in the house of God today. I want you to know that you can change your trajectory. Amen. I mean, you can change your landing. You can determine in your life whether you are going to heaven or to hell today simply by an altar and a water experience. If you'll get out of the land of all most and get out of your pew and walk, Worship God. Quit playing with the world. Quit playing with the junk out there. Get inside and love God. I have watched people that's so sidetracked. Amen. I've seen people. Amen. That just absolutely lost their mind over the littlest things. Amen. They don't come in the house and worship the Lord anymore. They don't come to an altar and shed tears anymore. There's no concern of God in their life. I'm here to tell you today, you don't know when your last moment is. Uh, You don't know when your last hour is. I'm here to tell you, today is your opportunity. Hallelujah. But you've got to get out of the land of almost. Amen. You've got to get out of the land of that. Amen. Paul said this. He said, I'm not mad, most noble Festus. He said, but I speak forth the words of truth and soberness. Amen. This thing wasn't done in a corner. Amen. Today, I want you to know, amen, that on October 1st, 2023, you've been given something in this house of God that a lot of people haven't been given. You've been given an opportunity to make your life right today. Is that all right? I hope this is okay preaching today. Hallelujah. The same message that was preached by Peter in the book of Acts is preached right here behind this pulpit in the house of God. Did you know that? Amen. When they heard this the Bible said they were pricked in their hearts and they said unto Peter and the rest of the disciples. Amen. This just wasn't Peter's message. Amen. It was the disciples' message. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Just in case you're wondering you're in the house of God. Just in case you're wondering, you're in the house of worship. Just in case you're worshiping, you're going to hear the plan of salvation. This is the Place that God is ordained to change your life. Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was preached to Agrippa, that was preached to Festus. That was preached to those men that day. They were given opportunity. And he said this, thou almost persuadest me. I wonder today of those that have been won through a ministry that God has allowed me to be a part of. And I understand today that old Philip Cook is muck and mire. I want to say today, I understand today the wretchedness of the flesh. And I'm not lifting old Philip Cook at all because I'm telling you I'm nothing. But I wonder today, as opposed to those that have come and prayed through in a ministry, I wonder today if we were to count the almosts, how many would there be? Brother Danny, I bet there would be hundreds, if not thousands, that there were almost. They almost came to an altar. They almost gave their life to the Lord. They almost prayed through. Amen. I want you to hear me today, folks. Right now, this is our opportunity to love the Lord and come to the knowledge of Christ in our life. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want the musicians to make way. I wonder today, church, how sad it would be to be living a repented life and not to have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. After having been given the opportunity of making a life right, I want the church to hear me and those today that have come to visit the church The Bible said, he that believeth and is baptized, the same shall be saved. Amen. Amen. If you believe and you're baptized, you're going to be saved. He that believeth not, he said, you're going to be lost. How sad it would be to come to the house of God, to give my tithing to the Lord and listen to the worship services. Listen to the leading of service. Listen, enjoy all of the benefits of the house of God. And never completely commit my life to baptism in the name of Jesus. Did you know the Bible says that we are saved in baptism? Amen. We're buried. We're buried with Him in baptism. You know, we just discussed the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But let me tell you today, the Father didn't die on Mount Calvary. The Spirit didn't die on Mount Calvary. It was Jesus that died on Mount Calvary. I want you to hear me today. There's no other name given. Amen. Under heaven unto men whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. And today my question would be this to you if you've not been baptized. Why are you living in the land of almost? Church, how terrible it would be to have been baptized and not having received the gift of the Holy Ghost. How terrible it would be. Did you know I went through a period in my life when I was 11 years old that I gave my life to the Lord and I repented of my sins. And I drifted back out into sin until I was 18 years old. And I want you to know that I was just as lost baptized. Do you hear what I'm saying? You want to know why? Because I had active sin in my life. But when I was 18, God finished a work in me that he began a few years earlier and he filled me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, listen to me today. I'm preaching about this place called almost... How tragic it would be today to enter into the house of God and hear the message of salvation and walk out of the doors not having given your life to the Lord fully. How sad it would be. How terrible it would be. Why? Because we can drift into eternity in a moment. That we know of Felix or Festus None of them ever gave their life to the Lord. All of them having put off the message of salvation in their life. Why? I'm not ready. I'm not ready to commit. You, you, you almost convinced me. Paul said, I would that you were not only almost, but all together. together. I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to leave this place with an attitude of almost. The Lord wants to save you today. He wants to redeem you. He wants to cover you. He wants to wash you. He wants to complete you. And I promise you, you'll never be completely happy without Jesus in your life. Amen. I'm going to submit this today to the church, that to miss heaven... By a fraction of an inch is to completely and utterly be lost. I don't know about you, but I gotta be saved. I gotta be saved. I wonder today, these altars are open right now. How many would like to come and make their way to an altar? Saved and unsaved, it doesn't matter this morning. How many today is the Lord speaking?